0: On today's episode of The Landing Space, we will be talking about hiring practices and things that we think you should do when you're hiring your first employee. Welcome to The Landing Space Podcast, talking all things entrepreneurship and strategies for building businesses. Here are your hosts, Mark and Justin. Mark, during my real estate career, I have added a bunch of real estate agents to my firm. One of the things that I've found is I need to make sure that first there's a few qualifications that obviously whenever you're hiring, you're looking for. That's the first thing I like to look for when, when adding a new agent to the firm. One of the things we like to find is that the person is able to communicate well, that they're able to be willing to make phone calls, reach out to people, and run down a lead because a lot of business for real estate agents revolves around your ability to follow up. Yeah. The key to any good agent is making sure that you're really willing to knock down the doors and constantly following up. One of the prime examples, and a person I've been trying to add to my real estate firm, which she constantly refuses to get her license, is my mother-in-law, Doreen. My mother-in-law has been selling <laughs> ads for newspapers, websites for years. That's what she does. She does it very well, but she is like a pit bull. She will constantly nip at you and constantly follow you around, calling, going after you. As soon as she gets the width of the possibility that you will be interested in an ad, she is on you like Right and wise.
1: Oh, believe me, I know that firsthand. Oh
0: my gosh, tell me, tell me your experience with my mother-in-law. She and is, her. she
1: is very, she's very aggressive, but that's a good thing for a sales rep.
0: Oh, completely, and yes. that is something I look for in a real estate agent. Is you need to be aggressive, but she will pound the sand and go after you until the day. Until you're dead. I mean, I think that would be the only reason she would stop. If you give her a whimper of hope, she will constantly go after you, which is good because that's how she makes her money.
1: And she knows her products really well. She knows what they do. She knows the benefits of it. She, and she, stud, she studies on what she's selling. I've got that with her. and right. Because I don't know how many times she's come to my office when I didn't call her back one time because I was busy. And I went to, to one of my offices over here. And sure enough, she was there waiting for me.
0: She will she will track down the friends and family of the person she's trying to get in contact to see if they can get in contact with you to let you know. She's like a credit collection agency yeah. person. It's but, like you
1: owe her money or oh, something. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: But she will, she will go after that and she will do everything she can in order to get you to do that. But that's one of those qualifications I look for. I need somebody that has the mentality in the pursuit to go after you constantly.
1: She would be perfect real estate agent.
0: Oh, she would. Problem is she's worried about math and passing and passing all that. But she's getting close to retirement. So we'll see how that works out. But on an application, how is that something that I would be able to find if I put on, let's say, Indeed or something like that? How would that jump out on me in an application?
1: Well, you want to look at some... I look at people's resumes, how well structured a resume is. Right. Like when they put it up on Indeed. And Indeed, I have a love-hate relationship with, with Indeed. Uh, but the first thing that I look for in Indeed, I look... You know, they have these qualifications. And in, in a lot of this, um platforms now, they give you questions to ask for or for people to answer um, to narrow down the search, right? But I, I don't really... Go on that right off the bat. I look at the structure of the resume. If their resume is up to date, they know, then I know that 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 get what that tells me is that they're on point with how updating their the resume as far as being active to trying to 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 make themselves look good. Right. When I pull up a resume and it's outdated, the last thing they had on there was you know like six years ago and they've not taken just the 2 minutes it requires to add your new things on there cuz it doesn't take long. When you want when you, what that tells me to look at the resume and you update it, it only takes 2 3 minutes just to add the new things that you the new jobs that you right. hire, you know, you work for for a couple of years, it doesn't take very long. When you don't take the time to update your resume, that tells me a little bit about your work ethic. Yeah. That you don't want to you know, deal with us having to update it. When you want to make yourself look good, you go to an interview, you dress up, you dress, dress nice, your resume can tell that uh, – I look at that resume that way as well. When you update it, that's – to me, that's the same as you coming up to the interview dressing nice. And it tells me how much you're willing to put work into selling yourself. It starts off with your resume.
0: I think one of the other things that bothers me is when we're in the interview process, I've looked at your resume, I figured out what you're looking for, and then you go to the meeting. So you're set up the hiring meeting, the conversation, whatever you want to call it, that first meeting. The thing that bothers me the most is when they reschedule is when you get that last minute reschedule or I'm running late or anything like that. I think that's a huge turnoff to me, especially as a real estate agent because you've got clients that are meeting you at the house. Yes. If the clients are late, completely different situation. But you as a real estate agent, time needs to be of the essence. You need to show up on time. You need to be there in a timely manner, if not early, kind of walk around the property, you know, do your stuff. But time is key in any of the anything we hire. If you can't show up on time, if you're constantly running late, if you're rescheduling it, that's it's a red flag to me. Yeah, because I know that you're going to have that situation when you get a lead through the company that you're going to be dealing with. Oh, I can't do this right now. or I can't do that. Or you're passing it off. Yep. Time is key in how you manage your time. Is is I think that any employee is is a red flag. If you can't show up on time, if you can't be there when I tell you to be there, then obviously that's going to be a red flag for me personally as a hiring person.
1: Right, and and one of the biggest things right now as far as hiring is for me when I look at it, I I, I know like I said earlier, I have a love hate relationship with Indeed Monster you know dot com and you know I guess you know the other job um, posting sites out there what i look for and that's recently i hired some people um, and i got them through a job fair okay so i still look for job fairs even though everything's so automated now on the internet with the social media and all and things like indeed i actually look for the job fairs because i can go set up a booth there for my for my company when people the people that come there to look for jobs you know that they're taking the time and effort to look nice and go there and look for jobs actively looking for it, they're, they're setting aside t- that time of day to go look for a job instead of you know doing something else that day yeah so that tells me a little bit that they're willing to put some work into trying to get a job and it takes time to do that versus putting in a resume on there it takes a few minutes and then go on your way when you actually do that and do the ex- excess stuff as far as going to job fairs so looking for a job having your resume and being presentable to the people that you're trying to sell yourself to, to the companies, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Because a job fair, for me, I, it's like the initial interview. It's the initial impression that I can get from somebody, And you don't have to worry about, will they show up for the interview? Because they're there. They are the ones that made the effort to come to you before you even set anything up, right? Right. So those people, I think, are are, are to me, are very appealing because... I, they, it tells me a little bit about them, setting send time, and tells me that they're they're really wanting to to move forward and get a, a career and just a job. Because my biggest thing is there's a job and there's a career. The job you go to day to day because you have to. A career you have you have pride in. Right. You know. So, but that, that I love um, going to job fairs and setting up for my company. It's a little different depending on the industry, but even real estate agents, you know, you can set you can set a booth there for your firm. It doesn't cost much. No. Yeah, it helps the community. It helps bring provide jobs out there for em, em, employees, and a lot of these places that um convention centers, it doesn't take much at all to set up a booth, or it doesn't cost anything else at all to set up a booth.
0: Yeah, another another thing that I like is the referral from the employees you already have. So let's right. say that you have a couple employees, they already know the how the business runs, the things that are going on. They know you as a boss. And they've got a really good understanding of what the job entails. And so having them tell their friends or bring friends in to join your firm or join your business is one of the key things. And I found that those type of employees actually last longer and are better for the firm because they already know what to expect. They already know the work environment. They know what's going on. So I love getting getting employees through our current employees. Whenever they add to it or bring someone in, that's always awesome to me. And I know for your business, it's probably a great way to do that also.
1: Oh, yeah. It's definitely a great way to do that because a lot of times when people apply for a job, they they don't know what to expect. They're scared of the change that they might have to, to acclimate to. Right. So knowing somebody that already works there is a big thing. It gives them comfort and it gives, you know, if, if that employee that recommends them, that tells something about your company as well. They're willing to recommend working with you, just like they are. That means they have pride in it, so that shows in the person that they're referring it, referring the job to. They'll, they'll say, oh, "Hey, John, you know, I love working for Advance. You should put an application out." Or, "I love working for Nineteen East. You should put an application right. out and become part of the team." When they recommend that, that makes me feel good because I, they, they take pride in it. And at the same time, I know that the person they're recommending to they trust and they know their work ethic, so they can all instantly be a reference for us. Yeah. You know, so I I agree with that. It's it's a great way to, to get somebody in.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's one of those awesome things that, you know, whenever you have an employee that gives it, it it makes me feel better as a boss knowing that, Hey, they're referring to you and, and they obviously think highly of what you're doing and what's going on. So it's like one of those directional moves. The thing that I think any business needs to be comfortable with is letting employees go. I think after you get past the hiring point and you've hired somebody, I think being willing to cut an employee loose to realize that this is not a good fit is one of those key aspects. And I believe you need to, describe that in the actual hiring process after you've determined that this is a good fit you can say hey if there's ever a point in our relationship that you feel that this is not a good fit for you that i feel it's not there there can be a breakup point in this relationship like if you you know because you have your non-negotiables with any business. if you commit any of these fouls if you do anything that goes outside these lines we will let you go And establishing that in the beginning is, is key, I think, in any good relationship. This is what we expect from you. This is what we think you need to do. These are the rules we, you need to follow. If for some reason you can't do that, then, you know, we're fine with you moving on or us letting you go. And I've had to let a few employees go. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I hate to do it, but at the same time, the culture of the business and the direction you're going, You need to make sure everybody's moving in that direction because one bad apple can affect the entire business. Right. And it can, you know, it can cause a huge ripple or a huge earthquake effect in that business.
1: Yeah. It's always a great idea. I, when I hire people, they're all instantly told that they're going to be on a 90 day probationary.
0: Yeah. That's smart.
1: Yeah. They're instantly told that they sign an agreement for it. Whether you're a W2 or a contract coming on board, you still get a probationary period, right? Right. Because a contractor, you can let go anytime. They're a contractor, you can break that off unless you have a legal contract. But state, you know, different it varies from state to state. But a contractor is a contractor. Just like you hire somebody, to do add ons to your house or something, you can always let them go and get something. Somebody yeah. else. W two is a little bit different. So, but you, but it's always good to just buy habit as a owner and a and a business owner and a boss to always. Have your employees, new employees, sign a probationary period. That's their evaluation process. That's where you really see her, their work ethic, their their basically their their standards of practice of coming into work and how, the quality of their work and how they're going to pre- perform for you. So that ninety day is key. So I agree that that is one of the must for me is making sure because you don't be stuck with somebody and that that really doesn't perform or it's tainting your company. Right. So and you're right. You've got to be able to let somebody go because if you don't let somebody go, that's holding you back. That can also say you have an employee you just hired and you found out that they're lazy, but they're past the probationary period. It shouldn't matter, you know. Depending on the state you're in, you have a no fault state. If you're not performing, you got to use. You got to have a process of writing people up. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Right. Depending on how whatever policy you have, because. When one employee sees that this employee is getting away with certain things and you're letting them get away with it, then they'll adapt to that practice as well. Yeah. They're getting away with it so I can do it too. Right. So you got to be able to cut that person loose. That way it does not um, have a ripple effect to your other employees. You're good employees.
0: Yeah. And that's key whenever you're doing any, you know, your hiring process, understanding that it doesn't matter what I do. If I think I found the perfect candidate, it might turn out not to be. And that you can adjust and correct that mistake by establishing a few things that are upfront and honest with that person whenever they start.
1: Oh, everybody's going to give you the best possible performance at the beginning because they want to get the job. Right. It's when they get the job is what you want to look at.
0: Right. Right. And that's, I think that's, you know, that's one of those things that always happens. But I, I believe that as long as you're, you know, putting your, putting out there that you're looking for people, you're constantly evaluating what's going on with, you know, the applications and then doing that interview process, you'll find somebody that you feel is a good fit. And then establishing, you know, that if things don't work out, we're going to move in a different direction and we're able to go that way. I think is always perfect whenever you're dealing with hiring.
1: Yeah. And, and hiring is the biggest thing that can build your company. You want to look for the, the perfect team members for your company. Um, and basically, you know, you gotta, you gotta have a plan of narrowing everything down. Yeah. Know? But everything that we did, we talked about, I mean, these, these are key things that we think that you guys should do to build your company and having reliable employees. But um, that's it for our episode. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to like and subscribe and look us up on the, all the podcasting platforms.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Landing Space Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Landing Space Podcast.
1: Until next time.